What the hell is even that? People, 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 welcome back to Live from the 715. I am your host, Big Daddy, along with my co-host, Hollow. Follow us on all the social medias, at Live from 715, and you can email us at Live from 715 at gmail.com. We're, uh, we're a little somber, because uh, last time we left you, we were about to watch the Packer game. <laughs> <laughs> and they woefully fucking lost in... Loser fashion. On national television. Yep. For everybody to see our failures. Whatever. Time to bet on the Dolphins. <laughs> what? I like long shots. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Uh, I looked at it this way, though. Would you rather have them lose last week and not make it to the playoffs and then get humiliated by San Francisco yesterday? I mean, if they would have played yesterday. I mean, I think they would have given them a better fight than Seattle did, but yeah, I think we still would have got beat. They so were, I don't know. I mean, they were just showing. I, I it always sucks when you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and we've only done that a few years in the past decade. Well, not even. I think we've only this is like the second year because the year that uh, Rogers got hurt. Yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. We went like eight and eight, and this year we went what nine and eight. Yeah, uh, eight and nine. Ugh. What'd you add that game for, NFL, you fuck faces? Well, they were just talking on this morning, <laughs> so I, I watched VEASAN. Uh, 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 VEASAN, it's a Vegas sports uh, oh. insider. So I watch that every Saturday and Sunday morning. Like I Saturday. tell you what, kid, I've got the latest. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like have like the guys who are like the directors of the gambling, like from the Borgata, the South Point, uh, yeah, all of them. Yeah, but um, yeah, they were talking about, they actually had a really interesting stat about uh, – Wild card weekend and teams that um, are the bed. home teams uh, for the first week that cover the spread. And uh, they were talking about how Seattle should not have been in the playoffs. And they were also talking about how Miami should not be in the playoffs. They were talking about how um, the having the seven teams in uh, each conference uh, really makes the NFL look bad because, well, you could obviously see – how the 49ers decided after the second half to <laughs> go on their good old... Uh, well, they always want the best team in each one to get that by, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could do without it. I, I, I don't mean, know. a lot of times it it stops momentum for those teams Yeah, because they're already... If they're as far ahead as, you know, uh, oh, who the fuck was the number one team in the NFC? Eagles? The Eagles. They rested all their players... The last week of the season, so their starters are pretty much getting two weeks yeah. of a buy. So, if if I would do away with that buy and just have six teams in each division, and not have a bye week for the number one team because they're already if they're that far ahead, they're resting their starters on that last week. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles got beat next week. Uh, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It always seems like it hurts teams when they're uh, sitting their starters out because. Well, look at teams when they have the bye during the regular season. A yeah. lot of times they come back sluggish and because they don't have the momentum and they don't have – they're out of their rhythm. Yeah. So I would do do without that bye in the playoffs for sure. Yeah. For the number one teams. They were uh, – I think they would agree with that too. Oh, I would – It's just the NFL wants an extra game for more money. That's all. <laughs> and, well, the teams do too because if the yeah. Packers would have got a – uh, you would have had Packer fans going there. The uh, 49ers would have loved to have had a 
Packer game instead of a fucking Seahawks game because they would have sold that much more beer and yeah. fucking nachos and whatever. <laughs> what do they got over there at the vendor stand? Ceviche? Um, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one of them ceviche brats. They uh, <laughs> You smother my sausage and fucking shrimp and avocado. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you... Uh, if you got a chance at all, maybe it was online that you saw it too or some. Uh, they on Fox yesterday for the uh, Seattle San Francisco game, they had Paul Heyman do a promo for Brock Purdy. Really? Yeah, it was it was God legendary. How did, I, how did I miss that? I wonder if I can pull it up here while we're like just I talking. Was, and yeah, I can, hold on. I gotta grab the vanilla cutties because I just poured myself a new coffee. And, yeah, uh, why don't you tell everybody about your new coffee? Well, I was. I, I didn't feel like drinking really today. I didn't feel like a bloody or beer or anything or a mixer. I didn't Did have any ice. Not, I mean, I last night. So yesterday I was doing dishes and uh, I got out because I'm getting a half a beef from uh, one of my friends, grass fed, of course. Um, and so I'm cleaning out my freezer and I had a bunch of burger in there that thawed. So I got that out yesterday to make room in the freezer for the half a beef coming in. So then I'm like, shit, I got to do some dishes. So I was doing dishes. And then my mom called me and I'm like, how do you download TurboTax? So I had to fucking go over because it's under my account. So I had to go over to my parents' house and uh, download it and update it and everything. I got to wait till I get my W-2s before I can do my taxes. But I'm like, whatever. They're, they're both retired on Social Security. So, um Went over, did that, and then I stopped at the lodge for sign-in and ran into a couple of boys who were out on the ice on the bay and were a little tipsy, and I ended up taking one of them to Double Vision with me. Oh, what? Really? Uh, <laughs> you know who it is. I yep. won't mention any names. <laughs> hey, Big Daddy, I'm, I'm riding with you DV. Because his uh, girlfriend was on the way to the lodge to pick him up. <laughs> Eventually, she tracked him down. Uh, so I signed in at DV, I put 20 in a machine, 180, got the fuck out of there. But the owners of the uh, establishment, I won't say which one that we were drinking in, was playing Ship Captain Crew. Wow. And uh, guess how much they were playing for? You know, usually if you are you play for quarters or a buck. $100? 20 bucks a round. And how one, many of them? Three. And one person was down, guess how much? Uh, $1,200. $1,600. Holy shit. If you're down $1,600 playing Ship Captain Crew, you need a new hobby. Well, <laughs> what was that? Um, I forgot. It was in the Ice Shack, like, maybe, like, eight oh. years ago. Seven and a half, and then IOUs had to get written written out for like sixteen, seventeen. I remember when we were like in our early twenties with, with uh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. and of course our buddy Tyler, and probably Thomas. Thomas is a big seven and a half. I'll bet it all and not have it, yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, last oh. year, yeah, you you won some too in the shack last year, but I won a few hundred dollars because, like. For those of you who don't know, seven and a half is a lot like uh, blackjack, except you take out all the eights, nines, and tens, and then all the face cards are worth a half a point. So if you've got a seven and a face card, that's seven and a half. That's as high as you can get. Anything over that is a bust, just like a dealer busting blackjack. So my friend was counting sevens, 
and he had the last seven in his hand because on the previous hand, one of the person bet the bet half the pot, which was like eighty dollars. Yep. So they're saying they're gonna bet forty, and I had a seven in my hand, so I said I'll stay, and they only had a six, so they had to put forty bucks in the pot. So now there's a hundred twenty bucks in the pot. Our buddy Tyler had a seven. He just says pot good, meaning he's betting the pot, 120 bucks. So I pull up a four, I deal a three, and a face card, seven and a half to beat him, and he was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, were, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, a lot of money swings and gambling with cards and dice yeah. around uh, this time of year because there's nothing else to do. But I'm looking for uh, – we were talking last night. We might be just partying in the parking lot for yeah for the uh, White Clay Lake uh, fishing derby derby because this weather is not cooperating. No, nobody's got shacks out on the uh, north side of the lake. No, where we usually play cards and have a good time. But it's still a month away. And so. then Tyler sold his uh, sh- shack two weeks, three weeks ago too. Yeah, but Thomas still has right, Thomas his. Does, yeah, and uh, a couple. Jeremy has one over there. Yeah, we were just talking to... Uh, if I needed to, I could take mine out there with my four-wheeler. We talked to uh, one, uh, one of our one of the guys I bowl with, uh, Jeremy, his dad. They always go out there, yeah, and he always makes... About. Yep, he makes... His dad makes the old fashions, and we, he... Uh, Somebody stopped. last year made a shit ton of, like, that, Egg McMuffins, too. Was uh, that his dad? That, that Maybe that was his <clears> dad, too. I don't know. Um, but he, uh, we, uh, he came to bowling on uh, Thursday night, and... We were talking about it. He goes, well, he's like, I'm going to be, uh, I guess I'll have the uh, old-fashioned keg uh, sitting in the tent by you guys. <laughs> we're like, yeah, let's just, just give her in the shack all day or into the, the heated tent. Well, check check my uh, headphone connection over there because I lost connection. Okay. Or it but, could uh, be actually in the middle because you're connected in into the uh, yeah, pod right, track. Right here. But yeah. Take it out once and put it back in. I did before. I did? Yeah, I still don't hear shit. All right. Technical difficulties. Oh, I heard it for a second. Is it good? Yep, got her. I was moving to try to go and grab yourself. Well, I was trying to grab some booze to put in my coffee. Turns out that the booze is more important than the listening device. Irish coffee. Yeah, I put. I had a little bit of Old Smoky salted caramel. Uh, left, and in my first cup of coffee, I put that in there. But now that I'm out of that, I've got some uh, vanilla Dr. McGillicuddy. You know, so. I was actually thinking about that this morning, how much I really hate the fact that Pabst Blue Ribbon stopped making the coffee. Both of them? Yeah. I know they stopped uh, making the dark, or yeah, the, and the dark roast. Yep. But and then the mocha one or whatever. Hmm. That, yeah. They. But isn't there another one, Rebel? Rebel, which is... It's too sweet. It is. It's like uh, it almost tastes like you're drinking vodka and coffee. Well, let's see. I'm gonna have to do an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> but like back in the day, we'd always put schnapps in coffee yeah. because, dude, the best thing ever. And our buddy Ryan, who doesn't hang out with, it, I haven't seen him in ten years. We'd always go up to Lakeview to there, and he had a thermos of coffee, and none of us really drank coffee except him. And he's like, "Whew." And I'm like, what? He's like, this coffee's pretty good. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, here, take some. I didn't really like coffee. He's like, you'll like this. He put about a quarter bottle of, 
or a quarter of that thermos was butterscotch schnapps and holy fist fucking sally was that delicious all of us turned into coffee drinkers that week because <laughs> it gave you that caffeine boost you, you know? go to starbucks and be like can i get a or, uh, coffee with uh can I get a bag of coffee and uh two bottles of butterscotch <laughs> schnapps <laughs> Because back then, the only energy drink on the market was Red Bull, Damn. and we did not like the taste of that, unless it had vodka in it, and me and our buddy Ben would get just a nut. We ended up slapping each other in the face one night and laughing. <laughs> like I, I was like going to slap him on the shoulder, and he sort of turned just at the right minute, and I slapped him right across the face. And I was like, oh, dude, sorry. And before I could say the word sorry, he swung around and slapped me in the face. Is that kind of like. And then we just looked at each other and started laughing. Is that (laughs) one of those things where you kind of wish you had a camera on you at the time? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was before fucking smartphone camera phones. Well, we had cameras, but the it was, pictures oh, were the grainyish gra- bullshit. Gra- <laughs> it was like <laughs> trying to pull up porn on dial-up. <laughs> no, it looks like looks like where uh, uh, where like if uh, uh, police departments trying to identify somebody, but it always happens at Walmart. Yeah, and that they're always so like grainy. enhance, enhance. <laughs> God damn it, we zoomed in too far. It looks like one of those Roblox. I was gonna say it looks like one of those Roblox. <laughs> uh, I know that. Uh, uh, cask and kettle they make a uh they make the alcoholic pods well i um, should oh uh i've had those those are actually pretty good uh i'm i'm against pods of okay. any kind right fucks up the environment dude all the little plastic bull and besides i seen uh there's a guy uh i think he has a youtube channel it's called how to drink mm-hmm where he mixes cocktails and stuff, and somebody tried being a sponsor for him where it was like a Keurig for cocktails, okay. where you would fill up a a container of vodka, a container of rum, and a container of whatever other booze, and they'd have little pods like a, a, you know rum and Coke. So it was supposed to be a Coca-Cola-type cola pod. He said everyone they tried was the worst fucking drink he's ever had in his fucking life. <laughs> it just Those little pods, it was yeah. just bullshit. It did not taste good at all. So if anybody sees one of those and be like, oh, that'd be a cool thing, it's a waste of money from what I hear. And don't use pods. Just mix a fucking drink. <laughs> Make a pot of coffee. Make a pot of coffee. Do it the old way that the cowboys used to do in, what were those, the per- or the, uh... On the uh, cattle drives on the old... Yeah, but it was like a perk... Uh... A percolating yeah. Uh, kettle. Yeah, yeah, I've done that before. Cowboy coffee. Once you get to the bottom of that cup, you're chewing your coffee. <laughs> I was going to say all the grounds. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to, like, uh, really, you have to have the coffee pieces be smaller than the holes at the top of the percolator. And I've got a conical uh, motorized grinder where I can do super coarse. But even that super coarse is, like, little bits of coffee gets out of that little container at the yeah. top. So what I did do when I went camping one time and I needed coffee in the morning is I, beforehand, I just put it in a Ziploc bag and smashed it with a rolling pin. So they all, like, cracked in half, basically. Okay. That way they didn't get out. Yeah. I was like, boom, I cracked the code. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had co- cowboy coffee before where you're pretty much just heating a pot of water and throwing the beans in and then hoping you don't get the sediment <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> um, I did find the... But uh... then, like, a guy I worked with up at the tribe, his yeah. grandma would only drink coffee that way unless it had the sediment at the bottom so she really? could, like, 
chew it or whatever. It's not like the worm of a tequila. I mean, do they even still do that yet where they put worm in a tequila, like in some bottles? Well, it's specific to a region of Mexico called Mezcal, Mexico. So the only – and, okay, we're getting into the weeds here with alcohol and, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, very minute details between the two. Mezcal is a type of tequila, but it's not really tequila. It's mezcal. And mezcal is the only thing that has the worm in it. Okay. And it's a special type of grub. And they basically put it in there and all the alcohol sops up and swells up this little worm. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a fucking gimmick just like uh, if you ever go or see like Anthony Bourdain and that guy who did the Bizarre Foods. I forget his name. But you, you go over to Thailand and they have cobra wine or cobra whiskey or whatever it's called. And it's got like a fucking coiled up cobra in this big glass jug. Yep. It's just fucking whiskey. It's, it's just a gimmick to be like, oh, shit, I'm drinking cobra blood. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's just you're probably getting some reptile residue on yeah. that whiskey. And that's about it. You were just talking about Thailand. I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, ex-Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, from, Cliff from the Kingsbury. Royals. Kingsbury. <laughs> um, he, uh, so he just got released just this past week. And, uh, oh, current, got, current yeah. coach? Yeah. Well, he, he was the current yeah, coach. He was yeah. the current coach yeah. up until a week ago. Uh, well, he took a little Thailand. It's just now been reported that he actually just got a one-way ticket to Thailand and has no plans on coming back next year to coach. What do you know? What do you think his plans are in Thailand? Oh, dude. Actually, I mean, the sex is the one thing because it's fucking everywhere. Just watch out for them lady boys. Yep. I mean, literally, they look. They look I think the same. we talked about we this did last, the, yeah. last week. Yeah. You got fucking no scarves. You see a girl with a scarf, <laughs> fucking run. It's kind of weird. It's <laughs> 85 degrees outside. I You're guess the a- plastic surgeons over in Asia, like South Korea and. Like the Thailand, Philippines area are so fucking good. They're goddamn artists, and it's scary. It's yep. like, I'd be scared to go there. But I've seen plenty of travel shows just for the fucking food I would go. Like to have a. a all those street markets that they have? All the street food, but then like uh, lechon, which I want to make someday, which is a, a full pig where you just cut open the body and gut it and clean it out and then uh you stuff the cavity full of garlic and green onions and hot peppers and limes and oranges and then you put it on a spit until it's roasted and they mop this like sugary soy sauce over the fucking skin and crisps it up like I was gonna say I sweet and salty uh pork rinds. Yeah. Holy shit because I've seen them where they've actually uh opened up then like the top part of it. Because, like, they'll, like, uh, the inside is where they'll put all that stuff through the body or through the bottom, through the stomach. Oh, that's, like, and then they, that's whole hog barbecue for uh, America. This is having the whole hog, and all you're doing is slitting the belly so you can get all the innards out just to repack it full of stuff, and then you sew the belly shut. Yeah, well, because then I saw them. They were taking a knife, and they were cutting or uh, slicing through the top, and it sounded like it was just, like, Oh, after rice. it was yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant before no. they were cooking it. Yeah, so that top part, like where the tenderloin is, is like the best cr- cracklings, you right. know, the skin 
crackling with the all the fat underneath and just oh God. don't they say that the nose is like the best part of the pig the cheeks the cheeks okay that was cheeks it. I just because it it's a it's a muscle that doesn't get used just think of your cheeks they don't really it's your jaw doesn't really strengthen them right your jaw gets strengthened so it's just meat and fat right there that's really tender I've smoked pork cheeks before, and they're fucking delicious. Just tenders. Could be. Yeah, it's just it's like beef tenderloin except pork. Wow. It's ten- more tender than a pork tenderloin because it's surrounded by fat, and if you smoke it slow, all that fat drips around it, and it gets fucking delicious. <laughs> I can't wait for supper. <laughs> I can't wait for supper. <laughs> well, part of that, I'm getting a full brisket out of that uh, cow that I'm biting. Me and my parents are buying, too. That's so. that one that's grass-fed, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all, all you get now is just grass-fed. Yeah. After I went keto the first time and lost 170 pounds, I got to get back fucking on it and try that carnivore keto where it's more meat-based. Mm-hmm. And I've got a deer upstairs in the freezer, uh, butchered, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's living yet. Yeah, so, actually, he puts it in his yeah. study. <laughs> so if you hear like a weird noise later on, don't worry, it's not the pipes. It's actually. <laughs> ju- <laughs> Yo, shut up! Uh, wake the neighbors. <laughs> but so I got all this meat. So I'm like, why don't I just go through that and not buy hardly any groceries for the next three, four, or five months? Oh yeah, I, I mean that, that's like one thing right now where a lot of people are probably doing too is because all that, all the groceries. eggs are like 500 percent markup <laughs> it was so funny people were posting all the, like all they the were, memes yeah, that well, been getting. not only that but people were posting because <laughs> uh charlie's uh and shano had two dozen for 5.99 and people were just going ecstatic like oh my god i yeah. gotta get it's <laughs> three bucks a dozen yeah you oh you mean people, normal prices <laughs> people were i mean jesus people are gonna riot over eggs oh well, yeah remember it was not even a year ago and all the time quick trip would have like couple times a year eggs 99 cents a dozen yeah. i would make deviled eggs and pickled eggs out of them but now fuck you get them no farmer and luckily i know a couple so yeah that's why i got all those egg cartons upstairs i trade them for eggs because <laughs> they always run out of egg cartons farmers now sit outside with their rifles protecting their <laughs> yeah, chickens, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna come and steal them <clears throat> get, get a guard goat <laughs> Um, uh, what I were did talking about before this. Oh, I, I wanted to tell you, I did find the uh, with Brock Purdy and uh, oh. Paul Heyman. It's only like a minute long. I yeah. don't know if you want to play it. Play it. Paul right. Heyman is a, for those of you who don't know, is a famous uh, wrestling announcer slash owner slash promoter. He started a, a a wrestling organization called ECW back in the '90s and early 2000s that competed with WWF and WCW. And then eventually WWE, just like they always do, bought everybody up. But then he became, you know, a promoter for Brock Lesnar, who's one of the most famous UFC slash professional wrestlers, I guess you would call it. <coughs> Sorry. No, it wasn't because that, yeah. Uh, so he he always had this opening for Brock Lesnar. So I'm I'm curious to see what he did for Brock Purdy. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I serve as special counsel for your tribal chief, WWE's undisputed heavyweight champion, Roman Reigns. I am also the former advocate for the beast, Brock Lesnar. San Francisco has their own Brock. Started the year 
out as the backup, but as the backup's backup. Turns out this seventh-round draft pick is the NFL's next big thing. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. I am talking about the undefeated starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy. And there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, my name <laughs> is Paul Heyman. Yeah. I like, uh, did you see like all the Braun Strowman stuff that he did the past couple weeks yeah. with the Packers? Yep. And I, I know last year he threw out a, a opening pitch for the Brewers, so he must be a he must either live in Wisconsin or be a fan of Wisconsin. Uh, he I, is a fan uh, because he actually has. I, I actually was kind of wondering that, so I actually looked at it, and it turns out that he has uh, his uncle and other relatives are from Wisconsin, and so he's always been a Packer fan ever since he was a kid. Huh? Because I know he grew up in either Tennessee or West Virginia. Yes. Um. Maybe his parents dealt meth, and he went to live with his relatives. I did get to see. Uh, I did watch on Friday because SmackDown was at. Or maybe Green killed Bay. his parents. Yeah. He's fucking seven foot tall, five hundred pounds. Um, I did watch SmackDown because it was in Green Bay, and I saw some good old uh, a few coworkers of mine. They actually got. They went. Yep, and they got tickets. Actually, you know what? I should have fucking said yes because they, uh, I didn't do anything last night. They um or Friday night. They got tickets, and their tickets this time that they got, they decided to get up on the uh, first level, and they were right on TV, so they were pointed oh, that way. Oh, okay. And he's like, "You'll know who I am because I'm wearing the WWE referee shirt." And he there did he you, was, bam. Was it the same guy who went the yep. other time? There? Aaron and Cheryl. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Was uh? Did he say whether the seats were better on the floor or? Uh, the I didn't ask, him, but they looked like they actually had a lot more better, like a better view. You could see, yeah. you know, um, and uh, also yeah, ask then him when you see him next yeah, time. Just and be like, Cheryl so... then sent me a photo of Liv Morgan. Then Ooh. yeah, says I know she's they... not my favorite, but she's definitely a looker. Yeah. Did you see uh, Charlotte's new uh, outfit when yes. she came back? Good God Almighty! Well, she, was... she looked like she was wearing assless chaps. <laughs> well, sex sells, <clears throat> and it looks like she's been doing some squats to work on that booty. Yeah, because she didn't. Unless have she one had, at all. unless she had a little augmentation. No, it had to been well because on Friday night it's not noticeable. Like well, she for... didn't get a fucking kim kardashian no. ass but but then friday she was out on uh she came out and attacked sonia and um she was wearing like this one piece really tight oh yeah yoga like a cat suit but yeah but it her ass was not there yeah yeah so she just had some uh movie magic done with the outfit she was working yeah. with but it was pretty sexy <laughs> and her one. face looks 100 percent different than like Six years ago when she was at NXT. We were just talking about what, in Thailand how they can they Yeah, can exactly. Wonders. Maybe yeah. that's where she's been for the last two months. Is <laughs> she went to South Korea to get some of that magic done on her face. Because she's, like, stunningly beautiful now. Yeah. Uh, whatever. You got the money. You got the... You don't like yourself. I mean, I definitely get that notion. But uh, Can you I imagine money, if, like, when you're going to go get Botox or plastic surgery done, they have, uh, like, when you go to a, a work... A workplace, whatever you're going to start at a new place. They have the training video, but it shows the the rights and the wrongs and uh, yeah, the don't do's do this, <laughs> do this. All right, what we're going to do here is we're going to put two straws up your nostril and then we're going to vacuum seal your face. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, you got to ask him which seats were better. Like, throw price out the window. I don't care about that because. 
those seats, even if there were a hundred bucks a ticket, yeah. it was awesome to be that close. And we were sitting next to fucking Aaron Jones. Yeah. So you're going to be sitting amongst celebrities most likely, but just ask him as far as the view goes, was it better on the floor where we were sitting or was it better on the first level? Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'll so, ask him tomorrow at work then. Which out. was a better view experience. I would assume that probably, uh, I would just say probably on the first, uh, part or like the mezzanine or whatever not yeah if you were in the that. first row on the mezzanine you right, had to make sure that right you, in the middle yeah it would probably be well, a better they were view. actually right at the aisle too so they were they were oh, seats one and two yeah because that's what ki always gets the uh, ki is always reserved than the uh aisle seats oh sweet yeah that's how we ended up getting the aisle suite oh fuck well then but next, see the next thing time they roll that, through town yeah, just snatch that, them up i'll go because like the um, I think the only thing that would be a lot better about uh, sitting uh, up on the mezzanine or whatever would be that each seat is lowered down, so you're not having somebody that might be taller than you in the way where you're oh, yeah, constantly yeah. move your head. But back even, and forth. I mean, if you're in the first row, it don't matter, right? And I would take any seat in the first row. I don't even have to be on the aisle. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just that being that close to uh, Maurice's giant titties was something special. That was she, probably the one night buckets. where she decided to wear <laughs> like this nightgown that I mean, barely. I I've never seen, and I've been to a lot of strip clubs. I've never seen tits that big in my life. Yeah. Well, they literally one one stripper, they, but yeah. they did not look this good. No, they. Uh, <laughs> They made a meme out of it then after that. Cause, yeah. And it's like, good that, morning, that, yeah. and it used her two, her two tits as the O's. Because they were perfect globes. Yeah. My God. They are. But uh, she was less than 10 feet from us. So that was... You that can was, smell the baby powder. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Yeah. And there was a couple, like, when Rey Mysterio was on the corner, and oh, when uh, Matt Riddle was on the corner and jumped off the corner. Yes. Like, right in front of us. I mean, that's pretty goddamn cool. But, I mean, I went to the Resh, and... Saw Tom Segura, and we were up in the mezzanine, and there's really no bad no. seat in that place, but I'm just curious what the best, quote-unquote, seat would be. Like, I mean, And yeah. obviously, like, Tom Segura's got, you know, it's a concert versus a ring in the middle of the... Uh, right, so then you're having the stage off the whatever, so if you're at, like, an angle, whatever, up in the mezzanine, but, like... Yeah. It'd be kind of hard if, especially if the it comedian would, is looking straight, but you're looking at him at yeah, a side we were, point of view. Yeah, we were to his right hand side, but like I said, you're so high up and looking down, you're barely turning your head. Right. So I mean, it was still, it was still pretty goddamn awesome, and that be, was one of the best like our stand-up specials I've seen in a long time. It would kind of make me wonder. So Ari Spears was the other one at at the sky. The other one. Um, it would make me kind of wonder. So like that was uh, I don't know if you just saw this past week. Uh, the Golden State Warriors played against the San Antonio Spurs in the Alamo Dome. Okay. Where usually that's where the um, uh, the Spurs always play anyway, but they opened up the whole place for the largest attendance of all time in NBA. Now, they broke the record that was from, I can't remember, but it was 86,000 for the game, and it was in the Alamo Dome, and they were showing people that were <laughs> way the fuck up in, like, the seats that are – Way far away, and, up in the ceiling. <laughs> and they were showing people that were like literally just there for that um, to break the record. But there were people standing room only stuff. They had screens all over because they knew you weren't even going to be oh, able to see them on yeah, the court for sure. Speaking of basketball, 
I started. Well, I finished it now, but uh, on HBO that Winning Time. Yes, that's the a, that's the Lakers one. Yep. Yeah, the Lakers dynasty where Jerry Buss bought the team and drafted Magic Johnson with the first pick. Yep. Holy shit! Is that a good series? Like beyond good. Like I was shocked at how good John C. Riley is at a as a dramatic actor. Um, I've seen him. I shouldn't say that because I've seen him in a couple other things where he played, you know, a, a dramatic role and he does really fucking good. But everybody remembers him from, you know, Step being brothers and Step brothers and Talladega Nights being, you know, Will Ferrell's buddy, being a big dumb guy. But and he's fucking hilarious. But this part he plays in Jerry Buss is fucking mind blowing how good he is at it. And the guy who plays Magic Johnson looks almost identical to a young uh magic johnson like he's got the smile and the hair and everything is yep. fa- it's crazy and the guy who plays fucking kareem abdul jabbar i mean i don't know where they find these people because they're not actors who you know no they just went out and found people who look like you know right. like people did in the 70s and or 1980 phenomenal job and it's a great fucking show highly recommend well look at even the guy who even plays in the young rock how he kind of resembles yeah. the rock a little bit yeah, I I didn't really watch the show, but I've seen the guy. Yeah, I've seen. I, I, not, like I haven't watched it, but I've seen the. Pictures. Well, it's like the guy who played uh, Tupac in the Tupac movie. Yes. Holy fuck, you look just like him. Yeah, like where where do you find these people? Everybody's got a doppelganger. I've got one. I showed you that picture that yes, one time of that ice fisherman yep. next to my friend Cindy or Cynthia. I was gonna tell you because um, you know you were talking about HBO Max, so I ended up starting to watch a a, a series and. I didn't realize it until the fourth episode that it was done. Like, they had this show, I guess you would say, a one-season show, four episodes long. And so, like or, a miniseries? Yeah. And the whole reason why it was was because the series, they were doing production during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, they decided to just hurry up and just make it one season. It was called DMZ yep. with Rosario it, Dawson. It's in my, uh, it's really in my good. list. It was really good. And it's in I my mean, list to watch. To think to yourself, it only takes four hours to watch the whole series. Yeah, so it's like a four-hour long yeah. movie. I'm trying to think of what else I watched. I finished Jack Ryan. Did Sorry, you? I'm all excited because I have Knox playing in my. Uh, oh yeah, we Draft got uh, wild card playoff football in <laughs> the have, background. I have Knox in my uh, <laughs> my uh, DraftKings, and it's his second touchdown. Congratulations, today. Dawson Knox. Um, and to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, did you finish Jack Ryan? Did On I- Prime. Oh, no, I have not watched it yet. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because I was watching DMZ, and then I watched The Menu finally. So. Well, then uh, we'll save Jack Ryan for when you do that. But since you watched The Menu, and I know Robert did, but he's not here. Spoiler alerts. We'll put a put a little description. Mark the time wherever we are right now. Uh, and we'll... Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah, check the time. I don't want to spoil this for anybody. Okay, we got it. At 36 minutes okay in so we'll uh we'll put in the description since we're going to be talking spoiler alerts here uh if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it it's on hbo hbo max the menu with the chick that played queen's uh, gambit yeah queen's gambit she is stunningly beautiful she is holy fuck there's something about those eyes yes and, but just her whole face i'm like god i just want to mush it <laughs> <laughs> she's so goddamn pretty but uh, uh, the other guy that that uh, so the whole basis of this movie is there's a, a famous chef uh, 
and he's very exclusive. It's like what they say, fifteen hundred dollars a plate. Yep. So and serves maybe twenty people, and it's on an island. You have to take a ferry to the island, and it's a big experience, right? So the chick from uh, Queen's Gambit, I should look up her name. I I had her name written down too, but it's all right. I'll point. Um, it opens with her waiting for this ferry and her, what you assume is her boyfriend, um, who's a foodie, like an obnoxious asshole foodie. Like, he, he's this chef's biggest fan. Um, Anna Taylor-Joy. I knew it was three names. No, right. Anya, sorry. Anya yeah. T- Taylor-Joy. I thought it was a little foreign, too, but how come everybody famous has, like, either three names or they got to put their middle initials? Samuel L. Jackson, uh, <laughs> you know. Never mind. <laughs> Anya Taylor what? Anya Taylor Joy. Joy. She is a joy to watch. She's a great actress. Too. Yes. But uh, she's waiting, smoking a cigarette, and he's like, you shouldn't smoke, it's going to ruin your palate type bullshit. And this guy's just an obnoxious asshole. You're like, why is she with him? Later on you find out why. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so he's a foodie, and then here's the thing. she's She sees an older gentleman walking down the... Uh, steps and she sort of panics for a second turns away and he sort of like looks at her and turns away because he's with his wife walking down the uh and his wife is like she looks familiar and he you know i don't know and then there's like a movie star who's john leguizamo yep and he's there with his girlfriend slash assistant who's actually gonna break up with him at the end of this um and then who's the uh cook not Ralph. Is it Ralph Fiennes? I think so. The head chef? Yeah. Ralph Fiennes? I... Anyway, he, uh, he's he got, like, an Asian assistant. They go to this island. I'm trying to th- There's a bunch of, like, Wall Street bros, too, there. And also a food critic. Oh, yeah. There's a food critic and her husband are there, and they're fucking super obnoxious, too. Yes. They, they uh... <clears throat> Uh, articulate every little thing yeah they're like they they're like those art snobs who try and be like oh i think what the artist was saying here was a a, a political statement and you know fucking bullshit like that this woman who is not glenn close who is uh, uh she's uh, a famous talking, actress too you're talking about the girl that was the she's uh, the food critic writer janet janet mateer no yeah she was the one that played the food critic Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Janet McTeer. I thought it was a more famous actress. Nope. She was the one that played Lillian, the food critic. Uh, I gotta look. That I up. looked it up right. Oh, all right. <laughs> I have all the uh, the cast right in front of me. Well, God damn it. Well, then there's three Wall Street bros who just are there because they want to have it. the the guy that I was talking about before, the old rich dude with his wife who she just starts slamming wine right away, getting hammered. He's been there like uh, 15, 20 times. Yep. And he just keeps going because he's super rich and it's exclusive and he, you know, it's just a thing to do. And I forget who else is in the, oh, you, she didn't come on the ferry, but his mother is sitting alone at a table. And uh, so this whole thing, it's like a five or six course meal and uh, they start to notice, you know, that's weird how like the, all the sous chefs there, the assistant chefs are like brainwashed almost to where they're like you can't upset the chef or you know so he he starts every meal he slaps his hands together right 
and everybody sort of comes to attention in the the kitchen behind him and so he serves the first thing and it's uh i forget what it is like some sort of soup or no or was that the no that was the second the first one i think wasn't that it was something that was actually edible yeah it was the where they um it was the or scallops that were on top of that 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 sea rock oh yeah, yeah yeah and so the the main character is uh anya taylor joy who's there with her fucking obnoxious significant other and right away they tell you don't fucking take, take pictures. pictures of anything and he's always sneaking his phone like oh my god i gotta take a picture of this and he was in uh I'm trying to think of what else he was in lately that i've seen but he's like an up-and-coming actor and he's a very good actor um uh, uh i was just i was just trying to see what other movies he's what been other in. movies uh the great he's, warm bodies the menu mad max Oh yeah, he was the crazy uh, driver that uh, killed himself at the end in Mad Max. Okay, he had he had uh, the main what's his name Max chained to the front of his car. He was in X Men. Yeah, Dark he Phoenix. was uh, he was Beast in X Men. Okay, okay, that's where I'm thinking of him from. Anyway, so he's a really good actor too, but he plays this obnoxious fucking foodie and. Like, he's even, like, critiquing the chefs when he first gets there. Like, oh, is that made with a, a sous vide jet? And he's like, oh, yeah, it is. He's like, yeah, I got one at home. Like, he's, like, he, like he's supposed to be an amateur chef or something. Yeah. So, but, like, the sous chef is sort of rolling his eyes at him. Like, this guy couldn't fucking cook his way out of a wet paper bag. But anyway, he keeps sneaking fucking photos. And... It's supposed to be one of the rules you don't fucking do. And somebody does something else. And so he's walking around the whole time in the kitchen and staring at each one of the guests. And so the second thing, he's famous for having bread, like the best bread that's ever. But he's like, you don't deserve bread. And he brings out like the accompaniments to the bread, like butter, like garlic butter and like some other sort of... uh, sauces to dip the bread in you know and it was kind of like on a paint easel kind of uh, yeah a board yeah uh, like a cutting board easel and each time they bring out the food it has the thing on the left side of the screen that tells you what it is like the menu shows you the course you're eating and uh so it says you know whatever rumelades or sauces or whatever and they're like seriously there's no bread and so one guy's like i know it's our first time here the wall street bros they're like but can we seriously come on we came here basically for the bread and like with the most polite voice that asian like uh uh what do you call the the waiter or waitress or i guess the uh what do you call the girl that's at the front the the hostess hostess yep so she's like uh no (laughs) she just you know just sort of cricks her head and so they sort of make a big deal about it and the guy the older gentleman keeps looking at anya joy like making sure he, she's got her back to him but uh her wife keeps looking over at her like she just looks familiar is that uh you know and they so thought and it so? was she thought it was his her daughter or daughter's friend or yep. niece or something like that and he's like no i've never seen her before so uh you're you're sort of like what the fuck is going on there so then the third thing brings out i forget what it is i think that was then when they did the um like that soup kind of that oh yeah it was a, a soup and then the food critic is like oh the sauce is broken here 
like she's critiquing it the whole time. She's not even enjoying herself. And he comes out next to her and he's like, oh, is there a problem? And he's like, she's like, you know, no, nah, just, just this is a little. So he has one of the fucking uh, sous chefs bring out the biggest, biggest bowl, bowl of broken sauce soup. And what they mean by that is when you're making an emulsion with like a soup that has oil and something else in it, you have to keep uh, whisking it so it combines and it doesn't separate. When it separates, it's considered a broken sauce or soup. So he brings the biggest fucking bowl in front of her, and she sort of laughs it off like, oh, are you serious? You know, And things just start getting a little bit darker and a little bit darker until one of the sous chefs comes out. His name was Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. His name was Jeremy. They bring out this big white, like, uh, uh, painter's, uh, painter's tarp. tarp. And they they make some artistic swirls around it. And uh, Jeremy is the head sous chef. He comes out there and he's like, uh, there's a dish that this chef is uh, famous for making. And he's, you know, he's basically saying, Jeremy, do you think your version of my dish is as good as mine? And he's like, no, chef. And, you know, he keeps going. Do you think you'll ever be as good as me? No, chef. And he keeps asking these questions. He's like, hmm. And I forget what he's Oh, he's like, so I present to you Jeremy's whatever the version of this. And he pulls out a gun and he fucking blows his head off and falls on the tarp. And everybody's just sort of like, what the fuck is going on? Except for the food critic is like, oh, this must be part of the experience, part of the show. So they sort of convince everybody that it's uh, not real. Right. And, like, Anya's character is like, that's fucking horseshit. I, You know, like, she's seen somebody get shot before. She's like, that was for sure fucking real. Right. But her the whole time, her boyfriend is just, like, keeps (laughs) eating. He's like, oh, my God, this this is is so good. good. Like, he's not even fucking paying attention to what's going on. Like, a total fucking narcissist. And so then he introduces his mother, who's sitting by herself, and she's just pounding wine. wine. <laughs> she's not even eating any of the dishes. I don't think they're even serving yep. them to her. But uh, then he goes on to, I forget what the next thing is. Uh, uh, well, they made that meal then, and in it, uh, I forgot what the meal was, but then at the end it says, or at the bottom of the recipe, rest in peace, Jeremy. Yeah, it said rest in peace, Jeremy. <laughs> But uh, so they make something else. Wasn't okay. it that? Wasn't it the tortillas then? Because oh yeah. Oh, so they had tortillas with, uh, like almost like a, a laser, a laser engraved, you know, burn, how you burn a tortilla and it has those little burn marks in it. Like a picture perfect, uh, scene was burnt onto these tortillas and that they were serving with something else, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is this?" And like the Wall Street Bros had like copies of their financial financial bullshit like yep. uh bookkeeping that was illegal and they're like seriously what the fuck is this and they're like you know calm down and eat your meal like he keeps going back to this as you know alluding to you all deserve this and the food critic had all of the restaurants that she uh gave bad ratings bad and, all closed. To, and they all closed yep and then uh oh uh, john leguizamo had his first uh like a sitcom or whatever and it was like a really horrible yep. fucking and apparently he did something horrible to get the part 
And then the old lady and old man, he, it was the picture of... Of the girl that was sitting behind him, and he was like, ah, that's... Uh, that's nobody. Yet. That's not her. Because yeah. like she kept drinking. He's like, you're drunk. He's like, well, it's just... Yeah. Uh, and they're all sort of just oblivious, like a guy just blew his head off. But uh, one of the something happened with one of the Wall Street bros that like they either got stabbed or they tried getting away and they wouldn't let him leave, and that's when everybody's like, holy shit. Like, are they keeping us prisoner? And <clears throat> well, I know that at one point he tried to take a chair and smash it against the window, but it was one of those bulletproof. Like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's, he's like, ah, he throws it against the then, window and it just bounces. And then up. that's when the old man tried to walk out with him and his wife and they grabbed him and uh, and they cut one of his fingers off. Yep. And then it was his ring finger. too. Yeah, his ring finger with the ring still on it. Yep. And these Wall Street bros are going crazy. They're like, you don't know who we fucking work for. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you mean, you know, whatever his name was, the boss of their firm? It, was like, it started with a V. I remember that. Yeah. he's Or Victor or something like yeah. that. And he's like, he owns half this place. He's like, actually, after I... his death, all shares go to me. And he's like, he gets on a walkie talkie. He's like, bring out the angel. And all of a sudden through these windows, it's like a wall of windows overlooking the, you know, the island out to the ocean. Down on fucking strings comes a dead guy with angel wings no, on he, him. No, he wasn't dead. He was Oh, alive. he wasn't dead yet. They, were they lowered him into the water and with drowned angel him. Wings. Yeah, with angel wings on him. And you actually saw the angel wings while they were walking through the resort. Yes. A guy just had to When the lady was uh, when Anya when she went to the girls' bathroom to have a smoke to uh, get away you know. yeah she, yep. all of a sudden there she's like what the fuck there's a guy with angel wings over yeah there. yeah so they put it out this fucking guy drowned him to death so then that's when like they're like this is fucking serious and then all of like the uh not the chefs but there's like waiters and hostesses they all have fucking knives or like uh ninja swords like those small ones i forget what they call those those parry knives? <clears throat> no, they're like uh, Tonto knives. They're like oh, okay. maybe 14, 16 inches long. And uh, so everybody's freaking out at this point. But then, like, the chef is like this chick, Anya's character. She doesn't belong here. Like, so he's like, he brings her into the kitchen. And he's like, he's like, I know a service worker when I see one. And turns out she's a prostitute. And the guy, because when she first got there, like the hostess was like, and what's your name? Because she didn't recognize her. It was supposed to be, um, it was supposed to be Mrs. this guy's. Vel- Velverde or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So this guy hired a prostitute to come along with him because he couldn't go alone. He had to bring somebody. Yes. So he had a girlfriend, but she broke up with him. So he hired Anya as a prostitute to come eat. So that's why he was treating her like shit the whole time and being like, Oh, I don't know why to bring you. You fucking smoke. You're going to ruin your palate. You know, bullshit like that. And he's just totally into the food. Oh, yeah. Right before this. Uh, no, it was right after this. So she, he's like, I know a service worker when I see one. And he's like, you don't. He's like, I, there's only one thing. He's like, do you want to be out there with them or be in here with us? She's like, does that mean I'm going to die? And he goes, yeah, we're all going to die tonight. Yes. <laughs> and she's just like, what the fuck is going on? So the the chef has this big, long, drawn-out uh, plan of, like, mass genocide slash suicide. Uh, she goes back to her table. She's freaking out. Got to try and figure her way out of this. And everybody else is freaking out from all the death they've seen so far. And he singles out that foodie guy. And 
he because uh, he asked him about that one device that they have in the kitchen and everything. And he's like, oh, so you you uh, fancy yourself a bit of a cook? Then he's like, I I, I don't know. So he's like, well, here's here's a dish. Why don't you why don't you show us how to make it? And he just he's rough chopping leeks like. He's like, oh, that's a technique I've never seen before. He's just totally embarrassing him in front of everybody. And I forget what the guy's name was, but it was called, like, Mike's Mess. And it was, like, completely inedible. So he just totally humiliated this guy in front of everyone. He's supposed to be this big foodie. And he just walks off and out the back of the kitchen. And then he asks Anya's character because they're missing, like, a keg or something. Uh, It was a barrel. Yeah, a, a like barrel a, of something. I've barrel heard. of something. Yeah, it looked like a keg of beer when she finally found it or got it. But so she walks by like one of the kitchen doors, and that guy had hung himself in the office. Yep, like behind the kitchen. You're like, holy shit! Uh, so then she finds a secret door to like where the head chef sleeps. She went into the house. Yeah, the chef's house. Oh, yeah, because he gave her the key to go yes. get the barrel, and that key opened all the doors. Right. So she found out where his residence was, and she's looking at all, like, his accomplishments over his life. You know, there's, like, awards and newspaper clippings. But he's got one where it's, like, his probably his first job flipping burgers, and he's got this giant smile on the face, and it says Employee of the Month. And then the hostess that asian hostess finds her and she's like you're not going to replace me because she was totally embarrassed that she didn't have this barrel out there before and they fight each other in the kitchen they're hitting each other with like fucking cast iron pans and shit until finally i forgot how she got the upper hand or what she killed her with uh with the knife that uh that knife that you were talking about oh yeah uh because the Chinese lady, whatever, that Asian lady, yeah, she's she had the one that, that yeah. she had that Tonto knife out her and she must have dropped it when she got yep. hit in the head with one of those pans and then she finally picked it up and put stabbed it stabbed right in the neck. Yeah. You just, oh it's just gurgling and you're like, God damn. Oh so that she's got blood all over her and she just all of a sudden the next scene you just see the doors fly open and she kicks in the keg and it rolls down the steps. Yep. She's like, Found it. <laughs> but she also then tried to uh she found a cb radio oh yeah well she, while she was snooping around she found a cb radio yep. to try because there was no cell phone reception on this island you couldn't uh the ferry only came once a day yep uh so she found a cb radio and she radioed what she thought was the coast, coast guard. guard so a coast guard guy comes in and he's like if anybody says anything he's like i'm gonna kill him too and that's an innocent life the rest of you deserve this you know from being a asshole wall street bro to be in a meanwhile this whole thing was happening john leguizamo the actor is like he's treating his assistant slash new fuck toy he's that's how he treats her and she's like fuck you i'm not you know i'm releasing you know all these photos about you and i'm leaving you right and he's like come on baby that type of bullshit so that's going on this whole time and uh so the chef warns everybody don't tell this coast guard guy anything because he's an innocent, I'm going to kill him too, and then there will be no way for any of you to get to, off this island. So he comes around, and he's like, oh, i got to call of a disturbance or something. Uh, and he recognizes John Leguizamo as an actor. He's like, you're not that guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. So he's like, can I get an autograph? So he's like, sure, man. So uh, he signs the autograph, but it says, help me. Help us. Oh, help us, okay. And so he turns around, and he pulls out his gun, 
and that he he's about to he he's got it on the chef and everybody you're like holy shit this guy is gonna save the day and then he like points it at one of the guests and everybody's like no and he pulls the trigger and it's a fucking lighter and, and he, he lights, goes, lights the a candle candle in front of her <laughs> holy fuck so he's obviously in on it so whatever they were wherever that radio went it was a, one of their guys anyway so now everybody's like we're so fucked What's he gonna? What kind of torture bullshit is he gonna have in store for each one of us? Um. So while they're all there doing that, and the chef's still trying to get Anya's character to uh, be like, "So are you gonna be out here when this goes down, or are you gonna be with us when this goes down?" And she fucking slaps her hands together, <laughs> like how the chef was doing it the whole time, like uh, basically the announcement for the next course. And everybody snapped their heads up and looked at her, and she just goes into this tirade on this chef about, you know, he's supposed to be this great chef, everything. She's like, I couldn't eat a single fucking thing yet, and you know what? I'm still fucking hungry. And he was, like, visibly, like, shook by this, like, and hurt because he's a chef, and what he really wants is to make people happy through cooking, which I totally get when I was watching this. Right. That's why I love this movie so fucking much. And... He was like, I'll cook you anything you want. And she just goes, she thought back to that picture she saw, and she's like, I want a cheeseburger. And he's like, I'll make you the best cheeseburger you've ever had in your life. So then, he, you know, it shows him making a, a double cheeseburger, like, very articulately. And she fucking, and she ordered fries with it and shows him cutting the potatoes and everything and fr- uh, frying it up. She takes one bite out of it, and she's like, that's a good cheeseburger. And he gets the biggest smile on his face. But then she's like, sort of looks around, and she's like, it looks like my eyes were bigger than my stomach. Could I get the rest of this to go? And then he goes and gets a bag, puts it in it, and he's like, that'll be ten ninety eight, dollars or nine ninety eight, nine ninety eight, And she puts out a $10 bill, and he's like, thank you for dining at the, you know, just like he would have been when he was in high school flipping burgers, you know, thanks for coming to Tom's Drive-In. And she grabs the bag, and they let her out, and she gets out of the fucking boat. And just as she gets out of the boat, she sees the whole place is going up and fl- Oh, I did forget a part where they were like, here's your chance to escape. And they took all the men out there, and they just ran in all different directions and gave them 60 seconds. And then the, <laughs> the other, like, uh, hostess uh, waiters who are all, for some reason, like fucking ninjas and, like, yeah. ex-military guys, they all just, like beat the shit out of them running them down tackling them and everything anyway so they're they're all back and she's you know she's figures out how to get the ferry done and you know the chef is making this big speech about how uh during this you find out like i said before that she's a prostitute and that's why the old man knew who it was and then the wife finally figured that out and she's like i don't give a shit and she just started drinking herself retarded and his mother was drinking the whole time because she had neglected him his whole life and always told him he wasn't going to amount to anything. And then the the assistant was a piece of shit for exposing the actor, and the actor was a piece of shit for treating his assistant the way he did. The Wall Street bros were assholes because they were fucking people over. The critic and her husband were both pompous cunts for giving bad reviews for no reason just to get a better article made and closing down other people's businesses. And I think that's it. 
Yeah. yeah. Those are all the guests. And he, the the chef, the reason he was doing all this is because he reached a point where he was so famous and so uh, exclusive that even the most exclusive people, he started making things more and more expensive so people wouldn't come there. So only the super rich would come there, and he couldn't impress them anymore because they're, and he's like, you've made our business into something I hate now, whereas it used to be something I loved. So his whole thing is, I'm going to die here, and I'm going to take the worst people that I know with me because this was like an exclusive invite-only thing. Yes. Um, so she's off on the boat. She turns around, and the fucking thing just explodes Bloods. into fire, and she stops the boat, and she's out on the bow and looks at it, grabs that cheeseburger, and, just and starts biting. <laughs> I'm like, that was a fucking great movie. Like, the most original movie i've seen probably in a decade very hard to understand why all that was happening at first until actually at the end you get you when realize she why order, it, yeah when she orders the cheeseburgers yes. when you finally figure out and i didn't realize until i thought back after it was over her looking at that old man coming down with that shocked look i'm like yeah i did i didn't put it together until i was like because it's never referenced it's just like She's recognizable. The reason she's recognizable is she's a prostitute, and that old man, old rich guy, hired her a couple times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. One of the most original fucking movies I've seen in a very long time. Definitely one of the favorites I've had in the past year. Do you want to know what that movie kind of reminded me of? And I don't know if you remember this at all, but back in the 80s, Chevy Chase, there was like a big, huge, it was Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, uh, Nothing But Trouble. Do you Man, remember where they were uh, at that house, whatever? It was kind of like a, a hotel, I don't know, whatever you would kind of say. But it was like a comedy horror movie. Okay. And it was where John, or um, sorry, uh, Chevy Chase and his wife, they go to this house. Um, they have like this special dinner with whatever. And then all of a sudden, all this horror starts going on. People start getting killed. Yeah. And you don't, like, whatever. They obviously escaped. And at the end, spoiler, whatever, but... Uh, it kind of reminded me nothing but trouble. If you ever get a chance to, what time are we at? Uh, we are at. One o three forty. Holy shit! I talked about that for almost a half hour. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now spoilers are done. Yeah, spoilers are done. So now you can pick up. So we'll put that in the description of the uh, Spotify yep. link. If you want to watch the menu, we highly recommend it. But skip between, uh, we'll put this, skip what, it from what? 36 minutes to an hour and three. Holy shit. Talked about that for a long fucking time. Yeah. It's a new <laughs> but, thing. but I was so impressed with this fucking movie. So, yeah. uh, yeah, definitely go check it out. I, I kind of want to watch it again, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. I just want to see like the little details I might've missed. Yeah. And I didn't, th I don't think it was a book either that got made into a movie. I thought I'd tried looking it up and. It might be based on a different titled book, but I don't know. But it's one of the best original movies I've seen in a long fucking time. Yeah. And that's what this time of year is for. When you're stuck in the house, can't go ice fishing, don't want to go to the tavern. Yep. Fucking stay home and binge watch shows or movies. Um, that's why it, it there's so <laughs> there's so much out there. There's so many good ones. It, I, like I said, I just finished uh, Barry last night, yeah. which is on HBO, which is uh, Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live. Uh, 
he plays a hitman who wants to give up being a hitman and become an actor. Okay. And Steven Root is in it, the guy who was Jimmy James in News Radio, and he was the uh, he was one of the older dorky guys in Dodgeball. Once you see him, you know who he is. He's a famous uh, yeah. character actor, and he's so Patches fucking good. Patches hand. Yeah, Patches. <laughs> no, that was uh, Rip Torn. Uh, I could have sworn it that way. <clears throat> no, Steven Root was like, he had the big glasses. Yeah, he was the general manager of the radio station. Yeah. Yeah. But I he thought O'Houlihan also... was the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah. never mind. Yep, that's right. Uh, yeah. Whatever, he was the one that had the Asian... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he's a famous character actor. I This might be the favorite, my favorite character he ever played, other than Jimmy James and News Radio. That show, he was fucking golden. But uh, this one, he's sort of like the... He manages Bill Hader's character. He finds him hitman jobs and assassinations. And he's like, you want to be a fucking actor? You know, <laughs> and it's just this, it just gets progressively darker and darker and darker. And I just finished the third season of it. And holy shit, there's going to be a fourth season. So I'm excited for that. But, um, I finished Jack Ryan. I finished that. I was trying to think of, I, DMZ is on my list. I'm going to wait because I think, I, I, I didn't even look, but I saw that The Last of Us just came out yeah, Thursday. Yeah, the first episode, so I'm, I'm not going to watch gonna that. Wait. I'm yeah, going to wait until that's all done. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of what else for a show I had saved in my queue. There was one that I was starting to watch, but I just couldn't get into it because there was too many subtitles, and I just couldn't really understand the whole point of it. Oh, I wouldn't say the whole point, but... Uh, it was a Max original. It's obviously on HBO Max, and it's about uh, these people who are working in Antarctica, and they're working at the they're working over with the global warming. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. it's like the International Climate yeah. Station. Something and, like that. and uh, all of a sudden, I'll just give like I only saw like the first like fifteen twenty minutes of it. They have the end of the summer party where obviously then it goes six months of straight darkness yeah. in Antarctica. So they have like this big party, but then there are a certain amount of people that stay at this base on an Antarctica while the other ones leave. They come back. Who's the uh, main uh, actor? Uh, it, a... It's it's okay. international kind of. I remember seeing one where it might have been a movie too, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, and so they end up coming back, and all of a sudden they had no contact with anybody there. They get a helicopter ride into the where this base is. And all of a sudden, they start finding everybody dead, and it's a mystery, I guess. But I just, I guess, I couldn't get into it at first. I mean, maybe I'll go back and watch it. But at first, it seemed like it was going to be something that I could. But it was very difficult with all of the subtitles because was it, in? Uh, it was English and it was also um, oh because Swedish, they probably had like, Chinese people in there, right? From different, yeah, so it was just like the International Space Station, right? And some yeah, of the internet. Okay, so I mean. I, I can't. Well, that's the thing. Uh, you can't uh, be on your phone while you're watching a movie if there's no. subtitles at all. Yeah, that's the... actually I don't recommend. I fucking put my phone on like a table that I have to go get up and go get if I because if your phone's right there, you miss so much stuff in a movie. Right. And I I'm a movie file. I fucking love getting into the guts of a movie and seeing how like you miss so much even if you just glance down at your phone that a a fucking Snapchat just came in. Yep. It's like, throw that fucker away, and for an hour and 45, just get lost in a movie. That's my motto. Yeah. But I know people who fucking watch shows and movies with the subtitles on, and it's not even, you don't even need subtitles. No. 
it's like the younger generation. I don't know if they grew up in watching anime that they need subtitles on all the time, but it's fucking annoying. It is. Holy shit. There's somebody I know in town and I'm like, I a girl, I'm like, I could never date that girl because I could never fucking watch TV <laughs> with her. She has fucking subtitles on 24 seven, even if it's in English. I'm like, I could never fucking do it. It would drive me insane. Like when I pull up YouTube videos, if they have the closed captioning on automatically, yep. I get fucking mad just that I have to click a button. But I'm like, why would you turn that out on automatically? That's a thing for if that shouldn't be the automatic, that shouldn't be the default. The right. default should be just play the fucking video. If you want extra things like closed captioning, you click the button for it. Fuck. Little things that make Brian mad. That was the name. It was called... Uh... Oh yeah, the head. <laughs> That's the name of the uh, show. It was the bathroom on a submarine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a six-episode survivor thriller set in isolated and access- inaccessible Antarctic um, research station, in which winter has fallen on the South Pole. The sun will soon disappear for the next six months, where some leave and they come back to find out that there is well, a there was murder a, mis- or yeah, there was a movie about that not too long ago, and it was a pretty famous actor who was the main character, but he had cancer, so he decided to stay behind. And, like, one of the other um, scientists who was there, I thought I thought it was, like, George Clooney or somebody, somebody of that caliber of fame, mm-hmm. stayed behind, and then all of a sudden, like, somebody's daughter got left behind, and now he's got to try and... Like, she fell asleep or didn't, they must have forgot about her, like a Home Alone situation. <laughs> like, Kevin! Except it was somebody's daughter, and he's just like, what the fuck? So now, instead of just sitting there dying, he's got to figure out a way to get out of that base before whatever, like, crazy storm is coming to knock it out for two, three years or something. I forget the name of it. It's only, like, three years old. But anyway, that was... It was a decent movie until they got to the snowmobiling over the ice part. And I'm like, that's not how you fucking do it, you idiots. Like, they were going through the ice and instead yeah. of, like, laying flat and, okay, all you'd have to do is do this to pull it out. They they tried getting on it and, like, hydroplane. I'm like, you fucking morons. You're supposed to be a scientist. You're supposed to be smart. You know, shit like that in a movie makes me irate. That's why I can't watch those Fast and the Furious movies anymore. As soon as I saw Vin Diesel drive a lamborghini out of one skyscraper into the window of another skyscraper i said i yelled fuck you at my tv that is why you don't go to movie theaters because you begin kicked out (laughs) yeah i yelled fuck you at my tv and i turned it off i didn't even finish the movie because first off how do you get a lamborghini up at the top of one skyscraper you either have to have a car sized uh elevator to get it up there or you have to build it piece by piece up there all right say you do have an elevator in that building you just drove it let's forget about physics for a second because as soon as you drive out of one building you're going nosedive and you're going to die you're not going to have enough momentum to travel a hundred yards in a fucking lamborghini and land perfectly into the next floor over there 10 floors down. But maybe Superman was underneath there. Oh, and it... fist fucking Sally. I was so mad at that scene. <laughs> I'm like, okay, genius. 
Say that physics don't exist, and you did get that car over to the other building. Does that fucking building have a freight elevator that's car-sized? Or are you going to have to take it apart piece by piece? I don't even know how they got the fucking car Lamborghini out of the next building because I was so angry I didn't even watch the rest of it. I'm like, oh, you fucking assholes. I hope you all die. My, Michael Bay, I hope you get gout. Or wow. <laughs> oh, I was oh, so God. Fuck Fast and the Furious after the second one. Well, I just, I never really got into it then after a while. Uh, oh. It just, it was a, a thing that, that uh, it just kept going and going and it just, Every time I see it now, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, Lamborghini, huh? You fucking then asshole. Then you hear somebody, like if you're at the stoplight, you hear somebody with a Dodge Neon. Oh, my God. So many people and, yeah. had coffee cans on their <laughs> Hyundais back then. Yeah. Everybody, we went to see that in the theaters, me and Ben and like Matt, and maybe Robert too. And every, because everybody went to the movie, it was like our age, like yeah. uh, 20 years old or 19. Everybody. Whether you had my car, which was an 84 Oldsmobile, or a pickup truck, or a fucking minivan, everybody peeled out of that driveway. <laughs> but we all looked at each other. We were like, is your adrenaline through the roof? Because my fucking adrenaline's through the roof, too. Like, that first Fast and the Furious movie was something else yeah. for us to see. But I think <clears throat> it just it, it keeps getting... They keep coming up with... It's what, too what, outlandish. What, it what is it, like 10 now, 11? I don't know. I... I and what was the point? Was... And what was the point with them doing the second one? Where it was Tokyo Drift, and it was totally nobody that was in the first one. And then they went back to the original cast and yeah, the third one. It didn't make any sense. What? What? What was the point of it? I don't know. But the just to introduce a character who is later put in the sequels. I don't know. Because yeah, nobody. I never understood the connection there either. Maybe I'd have to watch it again, but you'd have to put a fucking gun to my head to do that. Uh, no, you just watch but, the uh, menu. The guy, yeah, <laughs> Poof, yeah. Rest in peace, Jeremy. <laughs> the guy, uh, the guy from uh, the quarterback, the backup quarterback oh, from, from uh, Varsity, uh, no, Varsity uh, Blues was in it. Not Varsity Blues. Um, yeah. No, Friday Night Lights. Nope. It was Varsity Blues because it was the guy who said, That's "I right. don't want your life." <laughs> no, that was James Vanderbeek. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No. James Vanderbeek was the one that said, I Look it don't up. want. Look it up. I thought his name was like Josh Lucas. I, I don't want sw- your laugh. <laughs> Maybe playing quarterback for the <laughs> East High Panthers was the biggest opportunity for you. Uh, I'm going to Brown because I don't want your laugh. I don't want. Your life. I know what's his name was the starting quarterback who was in Fast uh, and the Paul Fury Walker. Paul Walker. Yep. And uh, Tweeter was. Yeah, Jake. right here. It's James Vanderbeek saying it. Well, look up who is. See, Josh? I told you James Vanderbeek is the one that was. Oh, saying. I'll fucking take your word for okay. it now. You looked it up. Fuck. Right. Well, you want me to Who's look for Josh Lucas? All right. Maybe uh, he was in Friday Night Lights, but I never watched Friday Night Lights. You said Josh Lucas, right? I think that's the actor's name. Uh, but otherwise, look up Tokyo Drift. No. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Josh Lucas. All right, Tokyo Drift. Because he, it didn't make any sense why he was there. He had this fucking southern accent. Yeah. And he was in fucking Tokyo. Uh, it is Lucas Black. Oh, okay. I and knew the Lucas name Lucas Black. Lucas Black, was he in Varsity Blues? Let's see here. No, but was he in Friday Night Lights? Is the uh, question. Friday Night Lights, he was, yes. Okay. Yep. I never watched Friday Night Lights. And so supposedly that's... he was in F9. Fast I... and the Furious 9? Yeah. Fuck him. 
I never want to see him ever again. <laughs> I think he's in like NCIS yes. New Orleans yes. or something. Um, shit. And if you ever get, if you ever saw it, <clears throat> I, I remember I saw one episode one time, and he's in it, and he looks like he was underneath the um, the uh, uh, tanning bed for about six years too long. <laughs> in the show, okay, here he is with a southern <laughs> accent, right? But he's completely like the color of a Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, amigos? <laughs> like he's fucking Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That's like that scene in, uh, that I always refer to in uh, *Inglorious Bastards*, where they're playing the Italian film crew, and oh. uh, that Nazi officer comes up, and he's like, "Oh, Italian! I speak a bit of Italian." And he says something in Italian to him, and Brad Pitt goes, smiles, and goes, "Buongiorno." <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking little meme I I shared a couple times, where it's the end of that movie. Yep, and he's like. What do you think? You take that deal? I'd take that deal. That's a hell of a deal. <laughs> and then, like the caption is like, when it's 3 a.m. and you order 20 McNuggets for 36 bucks for <laughs> no DoorDash, shit. you take that deal? I'd take, take that, that deal. deal. Hell of a deal. <laughs> I fucking love that one. Uh, moving on. I think we're done talking about movies and shows for the time yeah. being. I'm going to wait till The Last of Us is... Uh, I don't oh, know. Completely. I don't know exactly how many episodes they said it was going to be. I'll probably look it up and then uh, figure it out because it seems like it would be done at the end of February. It seems like a perfect time to watch fucking uh, eight uh, hours. Yeah, I would assume so. Of TV. I was actually thinking about that because you most, know, most series are eight or ten episodes yeah, these days. Because um, I was thinking about that. Um, so, all, or like all these series that are coming out. So obviously they had. Um, there's been movies on games that came out, and now this one with uh, The Last of Us. Uh, I can see exactly the direction that it's going to go is going to be more that way in the future is because I feel they're, the money, they were just having this thing on, uh, I forgot what it was. It was on some financial show, and they were talking about gaming mm-hmm. and how gaming is just rising like crazy. Uh, and also, they were talking about that is a new... Uh, a new audience that will, um, you know, help uh, film producers and movie companies. Yeah, well, uh, they're most of them are original stories. So yeah. people our age will watch it because we want original stories that we haven't fucking seen before. We don't want to see a, a remake of something made in the 90s, right. which they're fucking starting to do. Yep. Forget about, like, stuff that was in the 70s and 80s, which we've seen remade that were like jesus christ why are they doing this well they're doing i i, I think it's coming out this summer is uh beverly hills cop axel foley yeah and they're coming out with uh god damn it kid and play house party house party are uh, you serious you haven't seen this so it's two guys cleaning lebron james's house oh, and they decide to have sake. a party there was this tyler perry's invention who knows but i saw the fucking preview and it looks goddamn horrible wow but i'm like okay that was from the fucking 90s you're remaking something and it wasn't like a it wasn't a box office hit no it turned into a hit after it went to video and i don't even think the first house party was actually the the most famous one no house party two two, yeah but it's like okay next year am i gonna see somebody try to remake friday because if i do I'm going to burn something down. Do you know? I just found this out, too. Um, who was the one that played uh, the dad in uh, Friday? Uh, oh, Ice Cube's uh, dad. Yeah, um, he's a Clarence. Uh, yeah. He's a comedian. They just, So they were doing an interview. Stand and up. They were talking about how uh, 
Did you know that everybody that was in the movie Friday, when it was made, was only paid $5,000 for the movie, every actor and actress? Yeah. Not one got more than the other. Everybody got paid 5000 because the uh, movie production thought it was going to be a, a bust. Yeah, not? like back then they took chances making movies. They don't right. do that anymore if they're like – see, they, they took chances on movies like they were stocks. Like yep. that this might make some money, but we're only paying this much because we don't know. Big blockbusters like uh, uh, you know Saving Private Ryan at the time, they were going to invest a shitload of money because they knew they were going to make that money back. But a movie like Friday, they were taking a gamble on it, which they don't do anymore. They don't make movies like that anymore because they're not willing to gamble on a movie hitting it big. I mean, if you think about it, there's not really much production that you had to do. There was just them sitting on the freaking on the on the front porch. Yeah, John Witherspoon was the name of his dad. But anyway, then he was talking about uh, that was the reason why Chris Tucker wasn't in the second and third one is because he was offered all that big money for Rush Hour. Yeah, at the same time, he became a giant star because he was in a movie called Money Talks with uh, Charlie Sheen, which was fucking great. (laughs) He his character in that, which was right after Friday. That was a fucking good movie. But those movies wouldn't get made today because nobody's willing to take a chance on making something like that. And back then, the independent filmmakers would just make a film out of the passion to make the film, and sometimes one like Boondock Saints would fucking explode and be a cult hit that nobody ever saw in a theater. They only saw on DVD release afterwards. They don't do that anymore because they can't get... people, People won't invest their time... They need to be paid, and the studios need to know it's going to make money or they won't make it. Well, that's like even when you see it was in Colorado where they had the Sundance Festival, and all those movies now are like – are uh, they used to be where it was an independent – Yeah, you know, so you've never have, heard of the director. You didn't have, yeah, you you never didn't heard have, of the actors. Like, like one, one of them, which uh, I remember at the time, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Which and is a it, fucking great movie. It is, and everybody agrees that it's a pretty great and it movie. It was a it was a Sundance movie. For, uh, you know, it, it yeah. didn't go into the big theaters and stuff like that. Yeah, it was an independent film, and the most famous actor in it was the Steve old Carell. man. I thought it was Steve Carell. Oh, the, but his father was uh, not wasn't the guy from Mash. It was uh, oh man, he's a famous fucking actor too. He was the grandfather, and he was you know, uh. But Steve Carell at that time wasn't a he was top just starting actor. yeah he was just starting the office yeah I believe. he was he was actually at that time he was just on the Daily Show as a correspondent Alan Arkin Alan Arkin from Mash right yep uh was was I Alan Arkin in Mash I don't know That's yeah he was Hawkeye I'm pretty sure I mm. uh, yeah I'm I'm almost certain on that one no he wasn't no this is Alan Arkin. He was in Inspector Clouseau, which was no, no, no. He was he was famous for some other show, like a Mash type show. Oh, the the other guy is named Alan too. That's why I mix him up all the time. Oh, okay. No, Alan Arkin's a famous uh, character actor, and he was in some show that he was made him famous. But he played a great grandfather who like didn't give a shit type yep. thing, like a. Like, picture your grandfather who is, or grandmother who will just fucking say anything and life's too short to give a fuck. Fuck to, the world, kind of uh, like. Well, t- I'm too fucking old to worry about yep. offending anybody. You know, he played a character like that and he was perfect at it. So, but yeah, I 
I don't know what it's going to take to get back to where people make movies like that again. I mean, you can make a fucking movie with those new iPhones. With so iPhones, maybe yeah. people, young people right now, instead of going to like and Hollywood and trying to make software a software that you can get to yeah, edit free, all this. Yeah. By the way. So maybe like us doing this as, you know, just doing it for fun, maybe like that's how uh uh clerks who's the director kevin smith that's how he started out yep. he just did it because he fucking loved it and had fun doing it that's what we're doing if we make money at it someday who gives a shit right um it'll be great if we do but maybe there'll be a new young uh crop of people who want to make movies just for fun and maybe there's a couple that come out that are goddamn great at well it. and now what you can do now uh even coming out excuse me because elon musk is coming all around with that with that ai voicing and also the AI voice face generating. Yeah, where yeah, that's all old news, bud. Well, I know it's all old news, but I'm like, Nero, you know, uh, uh, what <laughs> Nero? the fuck is the Matrix? No, no, no. He not not Neo. Oh, Nero, oh, Nero, like a neurosurgeon. Oh, okay. Um, I forget what he calls it, but it's a chip implanted in your brain. And you can fucking talk to each other without speaking. Um, you're basically connected to the internet through your brain. It's called neuro. Fucking goddamn it! <laughs> Is that the name of a neuro fucking goddamn? <laughs> if it was, it would sell like hotcakes. I tell you what, <laughs> I want to get a shirt that says neuro fucking goddamn it. Uh, I'll look it up quick, but that shit's coming before you and me die. Hopefully, yeah, uh, we'll have that shit where we have augmented reality. We don't need goggles to see VR. We augment it instead of virtual. Um, let's see, Elon Musk. Neuro, N E U R. I see that they ended up. Uh, Neuralink. Oh, Neuralink. Okay. That's what he calls it. Like his. Uh, Starlink. Starlink is his yep. uh, internet, satellite internet. Neuralink is I was just be talking the... to a, a, a person that I or work with. They uh, can't get right now, which is kind of effed up. They're only like a mile out of town and they can't get no internet provider right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just like my and parents. And I told them, I'm like, you should get Starlink. They're like, what's that? It's, well. The problem is it's like 500 to install and it's $100 a month. You can but in- you get fucking it's better than 5G. Yep. yep. My boss has it for his camper. So when he goes camping, he has the highest speed internet possible which takes camping out of the fucking situation if you ask me, but whatever, he's he can spend his money how he wants, but he told me how much it costs. It's like and then I looked up for my parents. They live out in the country and I think they have that other satellite provider, HughesNet or whatever. Yeah. Because Frontier is a local place, and they were just fucking my parents over with basically dial-up speeds and charging them for <laughs> dial-up and and sorry, uh, we still run off at AOL. Yeah, ex- pretty much those <laughs> fucking assholes. Fuck yeah, them, fuck them in their faces. But uh, <clears throat> until somebody else comes with fiber through there, you know that's all they had. So I I put their address in because Starlink will only install to rural areas where you can't get internet anywhere else. But yeah, it's like five ninety nine for the setup, mm-hmm. five hundred ninety nine dollars, and then it's ninety nine bucks a month for the service. But I mean, you're getting thou- you're getting gig a bit yeah internet. But my parents don't fucking need that, so they just pay the whatever. $45 a month for shitty internet. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Uh, uh, it just came up. Re- uh, 
a couple days ago, scientists have discovered a world that is a little rocky and 95% the size of Earth. The planet is called Toy 700E. How the hell do they even know that that's the name of it? And well, supposedly this the, planet... Because the Chinese guy was named Toy. Yeah. And so, it's the 7,000th rock <laughs> that he found in the sky. Uh, but it turns out that they're saying that this is a habitable, habitable zone. There's a couple of them... Uh, and they just I think discovered the first it. one they ever discovered was called they named it like Alpha Centauri or something like that. But it, it was spo- but it's like several hundred million light years away. Right. And it said that it uh there is water in this where it is it, it, uh, existing and also it's not too hot and not too cold in this planet. So guess what? That's where the super rich are going to move. Yep. But it's not going to work because they need servants. <laughs> They should do another menu, but up in space. Where all the servants kill the rich people and then get a planet to themselves? Yeah. Because it takes, like, how many years to get to one of those planets. You have to be in, like, a cryo sleep. Because to get to Mars, it's, like, what, 8 or 13 months, depending on the season? Mm Mm-hmm. So you'd go crazy in a fucking small spaceship for 8 months. There's Just no like uh, I... Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. <laughs> you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he woke up and he had to be uh, uh, awake the whole time. And he was like drawing pa- cave paintings with all the food on the walls and shit. It was just him and... Uh... Did he have that monkey too? I, I forget. can't remember. Anyway, that's an old fucking movie. Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. All right. Should we move on to some bad news? Yeah, why not? Since you brought up... Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. (laughs) Since you brought up some good news, I got a few bad news. I don't know if you want to uh, start off with the saga. uh, That's what I was kind of wondering. Hey, tell you (laughs) what. Why don't you, BD, go on and continue with our lovely, beautiful saga of Annie? The Saga of Annie's Campground, part 12. We should have, like, <laughs> God damn it, Annie! <laughs> a serial podcast where it's just updates um, yeah, on Annie. Ann Retzloff. <laughs> so, <laughs> to catch the rest of you up, the last time we left Annie, <laughs> the, the, she was in was court. Like, this, asking, is, this, is this part five? Uh, five or six. <laughs> so, quick recap. A uh, crazy lady who owned a campground... Uh, she refused to be pulled over. They had to set spike strips. She sped off, almost hitting a cop. Uh, they had to break in to her vehicle to get her out. She claimed she was a sovereign citizen, and they had no authority over her, and that she was, quote, on her way to save someone from sex trafficking. <laughs> so, so I remember that part. So then she goes to court. Refuses to get a lawyer at first, says that the case needs to be thrown out of court because she's a sovereign citizen. They say, you're a fucking idiot. You live in Gresham. And then uh, tried getting a public defender. No one would take her. Right. And finally found somebody to represent her. And this has been going on at least two years now, right? Yeah. So uh, they set a bond. Meanwhile, the bank is like, hey, we're auctioning off the fucking campground. Eventually they did, but it. she tried halting it a couple times. Uh, she wouldn't, even though this happened in Shano County, she refused to be, uh, she thought there was bias towards her in Shano County, so it was this whole trial was going in Marathon County, 
No, this, it was well. The judges in marathon. Judges in marathon county. county. Yep. But she might have been held in Shawano County Jail. Yep. But so the marathon county judge is giving her every benefit of the doubt, and so this last update, she wanted to uh, travel outside tra- the state. No, not outside the state. She wanted to go to Florida. Oh, I, not outside the country. She wasn't deemed a flight risk out of the country. Right. Because she didn't even have a passport. Um, but she wanted to visit relatives who she may never see again, who for may die Christmas. down for Christmas down in Florida to allow her two weeks to uh, get a leave out of jail since she hasn't been sentenced yet to visit some relatives since it doesn't seem like the case is going to be wrapped up anytime soon. Right. So he gave her the two weeks and he said, you must be in this courtroom on this date. She doesn't show up. And he's like, well, I tried everything I possibly could. And now a warrant's being uh, for her arrest, a nationwide yes. uh, manhunt, as they manhunt say. basically for her. Haven't seen if she's uh, been caught yet. I don't think she has. I don't has. think so. She's in hiding. Uh, so she didn't show up for the court hearing. The she tried. Like, a, she tried. I, was it that she tried calling and she wanted to do a video conference or something like that? Yeah. The the one of the clerks said just before the the uh, hearing was about to, she got a phone call from her, but it sounded obviously like oh, she yeah. was just trying to buy time and she was. That's all she's full been trying to do. So she's got twenty arrest warrants on her for. <laughs> Uh, various things, bail jumping. Uh, allegedly, she went to Michigan without permission. Uh, she was only supposed to go to uh, Florida. Uh, and the judge is like, I bent over backwards to try and make sure she's in court, set bonds to allow her to see her family members. I wanted her to be here today because I wanted her to know that she's back in the state of Wisconsin. And because I did give her the ability to leave the state for a period of time, I made it very clear that she should be returning and be in person for these hearings. So after that, he uh, put out a nationwide uh, warrant for her arrests. So we'll update you on the next. <laughs> I guarantee next week they catch her, but somehow she escapes prison or. Yeah, two more felony jail. bail jumping charges added to her record. Of, Something uh, that could have easily been taken care of where she wouldn't even had jail time. She would just had fines. Yeah. Maybe she would have had, you know, maybe even. 30 days in jail. Yeah. And now she's looking for a lifetime. Well, a good goddamn long time. Yeah. Because uh, all these court costs, who do you think's going to pay? She's got to make some sort of restitution for it. And if she can't, well, then she's going to serve it. You know? They should, uh, I'm sure once they, uh, <laughs> put out a nice <laughs> no, size it, it, reward. <laughs> after she makes her closing statements, finally, when the court goes through, they should just play the, the clip from uh, Billy Madison where he goes, everyone is now dumber for having heard it. I award you no points. Go directly to jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, so that's the latest on the saga of Annie's Campground. Stay tuned for more news as that comes in. Do you got any other uh, bad Yeah, news? I got two stories. Okay. If, All right. it's, if it's one I'm thinking about, I'm going to pause you okay. for a second. This one was an uh, intoxicated Wisconsin man allegedly points gun at people and fires round in the ceiling. No. Nope. Do you have that one? Okay. In Cambria, Wisconsin, two people were taken into custody following an incident of recklessly endangering safety that included a firearm allegedly getting pointed at people. 
According to the Columbia County Sheriff's Office on December 30th around 7 p.m., authorities were made aware of an alleged intoxicated man that had a firearm. Hmm. The man had reportedly been pointing the firearm at others in the residence and shot around into the ceiling. <laughs> that you happened. Will never get Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Yeah. That happened at one of the parties down in Platteville at one of the houses. Oh, really? And I won't repeat what was said about the guy, but it was that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> oh, is that the place where the racial slur shot shot into the floor? Because <laughs> apparently, <laughs> this ethnic person just came in and started waving a gun around, and as he was lowering the gun, he pulled the trigger and shot into the floor. Yeah, and it was his own place. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the two adults came outside and were detained. Authorities say that uh, two both showed signs of intoxication. A search warrant for the residence resulted in two firearms and a controlled, uh, controlled sub- substance being recovered. The adults identified as 38-year-old Dale Desender and 41-year-old... <laughs> God damn it, Dale! <laughs> God damn it, Dale! And Carolee Dates. Carolee? Carolee Dates. My God. Both were taken into custody and sent to the Columbia County Jail. Man, we need to get some sponsors on this show. We, <laughs> uh, I want Bubbler and I want Zin because these Zin Citrus nicotine pouches yeah. are the best. I haven't chewed tobacco now in like six months. They the she isn't it? I love them. Thanks to our buddy Trevor for turning me on to them. Hey, thanks, Trevor. All right. I got uh, uh, you. Got, what's I, I have one, one more. Yeah. What is it? So uh, the ATM? Nope. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, officers in Madison. Uh, Officers with the Madison Police Department are actively searching for a man who allegedly unplugged an ATM at a hotel and wheeled it out of the lobby. (laughs) That's one way to do it. (laughs) Police say that on Wednesday, January 4th, around 1230 a.m., a man unplugged an ATM in the lobby of Mainstay Suites on the 5300 block. Ah, the good old Mainstays. (laughs) You remember that place. I do. I actually stayed there once because I had to stay a week, and it's like a it's like a studio apartment <laughs> instead of a hotel room. Oh, I got really? like a like an apartment fridge and stove, and yeah, not bad. <laughs> Officers were sent to investigate and say it was unclear how much cash was inside the machine when it was stolen. Authorities are reviewing the digital evidence connected to this case, but no suspect has been arrested at this time. That kind of reminds me of that movie where um, uh, King's Ransom, I think it was. I don't know if you remember that movie. It had Anthony Anderson. It was like uh, a comedy. Uh, it, what it reminds me of is uh, Trailer Park Boys, where they opened it up and that blue shit sprayed all over all of them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But, but in this one, uh, Omar Epps, whatever, was one of them. And uh, Man, I forgot. he had a big career yeah. back then. Uh, they stole an ATM out, and they were trying to open it, whatever, the whole time, but they didn't know that the GPS locator was on the whole time. <laughs> I just remember Ricky and Bubbles, like, getting a crowbar, and when they finally popped it open, it just sprayed them right in the face with that blue paint <laughs> yeah. shit that they can't get off. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here, this, I got two stories. This first one happened in our neighboring town of Shano. Uh, Walmart evacuated in Shano after a disturbance call for weapons. So <clears throat> this story starts out, a Walmart in the city of Shano. You really could have just said the Walmart, Walmart. <laughs> you fucking morons. The Walmart store. <laughs> yeah, Shano's not that big. Uh, Walmart. It was evacuated on Monday after officers responded to a disturbance that included weapons. So this was about 1.45 in the p.m. And at the Walmart... Uh, dispatch advised that weapons were involved in a disturbance, including a knife and a gun. Somebody brought a knife to a gunfight. 
so the officers responded in what's called emergency mode, apparently. So that means they got all geared up, I assume. Uh, SWAT style? Due to the possible danger to the general public. Uh, so they, they were able to locate and identify the subjects involved quickly, uh, and they were arrested on weapons charges. So, but I thought that the, they uh, were. I thought this I was all happening in the parking lot. It never happened inside the store. Well, it might have started in the store and, uh, uh, what do you call it, float out into the parking okay. lot. Okay, it was enough to have somebody go. We gotta call the cops. That was like not not saying because obviously that's a serious situation, but. I just love everybody on social media, especially the channel. Let's talk about it. I, people I can't, were putting, I can't join on those because people I get, were putting prayers to all involved. Yeah, fuck what? off. <laughs> Quit right. looking for adulations and likes. That's all you're doing. All right. At some point, I'm going to go stone cold Steve Austin, so I'm going to need your help on this next, uh, next uh, story. So the headline is, uh, Two arrested after a dispute leads to a drug bust in Northern Wisconsin Hotel in uh, Forest County. Two people were taken into custody after authorities in Forest County responded to a hotel where witnesses allegedly overheard fighting. Uh, The Forest County Sheriff's Department uh, reported a male and female were fighting in a hotel, and they made contact with the subjects. Uh, 29-year-old Thomas Owens of Fond du Lac, where all the winners come from, (laughs) and 21-year-old Amanda West from Oshkosh. So, uh, while speaking to both of them, deputies, deputies observed drugs on top of the bed. <laughs> After a search of the hotel room, they located fentanyl. What? Methamphetamine. What? Drug paraphernalia. What? MDMA. What? Ketamine. What? Psilocybin. What? THC wax. What? Several digital scales. What? And a firearm with a serial number removed. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, hey, don't fight, you dummies, especially if you're a bunch of drug dealers. So they got charged with possession of fentanyl, possession of methamphetamine, possession of hallucinogenic and stimulant drugs, and uh, a firearm, illegal firearm. Both are on $25,000 cash bond and probation. And the woman was held on ten thousand dollar cash bond. No further information was provided. Oh my god! So I mean, if you're going to be a drug dealer, try and be a smart drug dealer. Yeah, well, that's the thing; they're not smart anymore. I don't have drugs on me. What's that? What? Like usually, it's like, oh, they got weed and stuff. They got weed and fentanyl. Okay, nope. (laughs) They got like eight. They were like the CVS of fucking illegal substances. And then, like every now and then, you're gonna see somebody be like, hey, like if they get pulled over, be like, hey, do you have any weed on you? If you do have just a little bit, we're just gonna take it from you. You're not gonna get charged with anything. They're like, no, I don't have anything. Yeah. Like, what it's what is this? Now, now you we have to arrest you because, yeah. Well, don't have it in the fucking car in the right. first place. Or just have like a... Do Delta 8. It's legal. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Um, and you don't get too fucked up. I just got one more because I just realized that I actually downloaded this story and I wanted it this past couple... Or uh, this past week. Yeah, go ahead. So this happened in Green Bay. A burglary and threat... Blah, blah, blah. 
burglary and theft charges were filed on Monday against an Appleton woman who allegedly stole from a DePere church on Christmas oh, Day. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this uh, one. I forgot to save it. So Merry motherfucking Christmas. Uh, Mary Jo Pepin, who is 65, was scheduled to appear in Damn court. Damn it, Mary Jo. For the incidents at Our Lady Lourdes Church in DePere. Sticky DePierre. fingers, Mary Jo. <laughs> According to a criminal complaint, police responded to a church at about 5 p.m. on Christmas Day where footprints were found, but no one was found in the building. Oh, mystery. Mm. Security video showed images of the same woman believed to be the responsible for trespassing incidents on several sites. She is like 60 years old, too, isn't she? Yeah. So, Because her mugshot is the funniest fucking it thing. Is. It's like she's posing for a Christmas card. She's big, wide smile. Like she was all mad. Or she, she's she got that look like she's trying to pose for Mary for the uh, nativity scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, property from the church was recovered in a bag carried by Pepin. Police matched prints with the boot in her closet and those found at the church. Other clothing also matched what was seen in the video. They reviewed and on the warrant asked for the assistance in locating any keys for the church building. Pepin laughed at or Pepin laughed to herself and did not identify any keys. It turns out then that the they began to address all the things that she did take. It turns out that it was over 10,000. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. She still had the keys to the church. She had, she took all the money that was from the church and also took other things from other churches because she had other keys for other rooms. Holy fuck. Other rooms in the same church, not yes. other churches. She wasn't some right. sort of serial churchgoer that went to a bunch of different churches and decided to right. rob them Home Alone style on Christmas Day. <laughs> the best part, though, <laughs> is uh, the court commissioner set a signature bond for 10000 four times the amount requested by the prosecute, prosecutor. She also is ordered to have no contact with the church. The Aww. Lord does not want you. You're going to have to find a new religion. And so February 3rd, uh, she has uh, until February 3rd to hire counsel. Ah. Well, let's get on to some uh, lighter subjects with our <laughs> comedian of the week, who is Chad Daniels, who is one of the most underrated comics. I seen him once at Skyline, and it's one of the one of the better. Uh, I had seen his first uh, special, which is what this bit is from. Uh, the special's called Dad Channels. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's free on YouTube. Go watch it. It's worth your time. Trust me. Uh, he's from Minnesota, so he's a Midwest guy, which is probably why he's not more famous because he still resides in the Midwest. He doesn't go to L.A. to try and get a sitcom or any of that shit. And so the, L.A. The, yeah, the state of comedy is changing ever since Rogan went to Austin, Texas. L.A. really isn't a comedy scene as much anymore as Austin is now and New York. New York has always had a strong comedy scene with like guys like Dave Attell and now Big J Okerson and Ari Shafir and uh well Mark Norman's from Chicago and Kyle Kinane's from Chicago. They're sort of Midwest guys, but Chad Daniels was like our type of Midwest guy who's like northern, you know, northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin type area. So he's got a lot of humor based around that. Um but here's a little excerpt from uh, Dad Channels. I think he's coming to Wisconsin sometime this summer. I thought he he's announcing it. Well, okay, I'll back up for a second. He's coming out with two specials. He did this in Madison at the... Um, Orpheum? Mm-mm. Mm. Comedy on State. State Street, yeah, Comedy on State. He did two back-to-back hours, different, different hours worth of material, so he's going to release two specials both at Comedy on State and Madison. So that's really cool. I can't wait till they come out. So if you're into stand-up comedy, uh, 
look for that coming out. But this is some of his old stuff from Dad Channels. Check it out. Now, some people may think, Chad, you just think this way because you're a man. Well, that has to be part of it. My brain has been connected to a dick for quite a while. But I would believe that all of our lenses are tinted from several different things. I was also raised by a very strong single mother. And so I watched her operate in different situations. And that's what I learned. If my mom would have got her ass grabbed by anyone, doesn't matter if it's a president, she wouldn't have went away for 27 years. She would have done one of two things immediately. She would have either turned around and said, do it again and I'm going to break your hand. Or she would have just yelled, this piece of shit just grabbed my ass. And, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but that's how you end a picnic. And my sister and I would have been just cowering in the car like, oh man, we should clean the house when we get home. Uh, you know, because she's pretty mad. Did you see what happened? I didn't even see it, but there was an old guy, so probably him. I live in the same small town where I grew up and nobody likes me from a long time ago. And I know that sounds sad, but it's pretty freeing. If I can say whatever I want, I'm not going to lose friends. I'm there. I was at a small cafe and a woman was reading the article about the lady from Michigan and she said, can you believe this? And I said, uh, that they would waste that much ink? on that? No, I can't. And then everyone turned their chair to look at both of us like we were going to locker box or something. And she said, I will have you know, a female American president would never grab an ass. And I said, well, neither would a unicorn because neither of them exists. You can get as mad as you want, but you can't do an experiment with a group that doesn't have any fucking people in it. I thought she had it locked. She wears pantsuits on purpose. What a great presidential candidate. But 45% of people that looked just like her said, ah, maybe next time. You want to know why? Because women don't get along. And I know there's this movement. Yes, we do. But you don't. You're at the movement with a picket sign and you have the same one. You're like, oh, fuck this. I mean, it's... <laughs> and that's sad to me because you're easily the better of the two sexes. You should own everything. But you're busy bickering your way to second place. It's... Crazy to me. A man could punch a man in the face and have a beer with that saved man five minutes later. A lady could hear some shit she maybe thought was about her and hate that bitch till she dies. It's crazy, you guys. Why are you doing that? Here's my theory. I feel like you don't get along because you've been pit against one another since you were little kids, right? You're going to school. Oh, you better get all cute and get pigtails so you can find a boy. You don't want to be an old maid, right? That's crazy that you had to listen to that shit. How is the human species the only species where women have to look nice? 
Have you seen nature? Have you seen a beautiful peacock? That's a dude. That's a dude peacock just, ha look what I got. You ever seen a female peacock? Fucking gross. They're like, they're gray. They're gray and just slothy. But they have a vagina. So they win the whole thing. Women, you should not ever have to put on makeup. You should be able to walk into a bar and just go, I'll be in the car. It's bonkers. I also think it would be nice if we could all have the same rules. Let's make a big rule book that everybody agrees on. I think being an individual is amazing and what makes the planet great. However, everyone has their own rules and you can't get to know someone in a day for all their rules, right? So there, I have a friend on Facebook and she posted, am I ever going to be able to go to a bar by myself and not have a man ask if I'm okay? And no is the answer. <laughs> and that sucks, but it worked once. I don't know when, let's say the 40s. There was a lady drinking a drink all by herself in the bar. And a man walked in and he goes, are you okay? And then they had sex and he told everyone he'd ever met. And that story's been passed down from generation to generation. Little boys are walking home from their grandfather's homes like, ask if she's okay, ask if she's okay, ask if she's okay. Because we're simple creatures. We go with what works. In seventh grade, a teacher told me I look nice in sweaters. Well... Here we are. <laughs> now, some of you like me again. That's good. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I try to stay out of uh, the rest of the politics because it's, it's too demanding, right? And I like to sleep, so... <laughs> Hey, Chad, did you hear about... No, I didn't. Good night. <laughs> like my new move. I do think politics divides us and makes us softer because, I mean, people are so fake taken aback when it comes to every opinion. They're like, oh, I don't want my friend to think that I think this and they don't think that. And everybody, oh, my God. I'm surprised we haven't changed our national anthem to... <gasps> I know we're getting soft as a country, because one time I heard a guy go, if I could just be half the man my father was. Well, you are. That's how genetics works. <laughs> you're also half the woman your mom was, and you're acting like her right now, so get your shit together. And I'll tell you this, I don't even like that joke. I just like to watch some of the women laugh and some of the women not laugh, because it proves you don't get along. It's crazy. It's right. just said it, and you're back on track already. at the end of it yep <laughs> <laughs> fucking love chad daniels great comedian so go check him out if you ever see him live anywhere that you are and uh one of those two specials come out i'm definitely gonna jump on top of that right away people always think it's like oh you're gonna run out of comedians no we're no. not because i'm a i'm a fucking stand-up aficionado we got about a hundred uh stand-ups on our list there's a lot of l lesser known comics right now they're just guys that i've seen either on podcasts or 
they opened for other comics. There's a guy named John Carden. I've, I've been trying to find, like, on YouTube or uh, anywhere because he doesn't have a special or anything. He's just got clips from, and they're all short clips, like two-minute clips. Usually him fucking around with the audience. But I seen him open for Big J Okerson, and holy shit, is he funny. Well, it's just like that other guy that we saw. The one that's from Minnesota? Yeah, that uh, uh, looks like... Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say young Jeffrey Dahmer. Michael, uh, uh, I forget what his name was. He Go back and listen to our podcast. He was one of the comedians that yeah we, he was he was holy fun. shit he was funny on <laughs> opening for ari or uh it was mark, ari mark norman one of those two guys yeah. no it wasn't mark norman we, well when he or was chris porter he opened for chris porter yes i'm sorry yes you, yeah. you are correct yes so uh there's there's plenty of comics in our in a for us to choose from and by the time we use them all up there'll be new guys out and these other lesser known ones will hopefully have specials by then that and then we could just Start over. There's plenty of bits. There, that, there is so much. Uh, I mean, and it, what actually helps them too is with uh, social media now. Everybody's all having pages that they get like a little bit of their content out that people can see, and then yeah. So I'm a big advocate for them. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Last things last. We got the you know old. What I was thinking then too. You what? know what we should do is next Saturday. Are you doing anything? Next Saturday, I don't think so. Maybe we should uh, head to Screaming No. I saw some of the. I see the uh, prices are starting to yep. trickle down though too. So, yep. but whatever we need, we're, we've only got like ten packs left, so we're gonna need to re up and get some new cards around here. What so kind of? Get... I don't care. Well, football but, or baseball? Well, we'll go with baseball because baseball, yeah, baseball season's coming be, back. Yeah, pitchers so. and catchers report in a month. Well, the, the baseball classic actually, uh, uh, the World Baseball Classic starts in, uh, I think it's less than a month. So sweet. So we'll have baseball for that, and then the uh, we'll have XFL. Oh yeah, and then you're gonna have right after that the USFL, and then it goes back to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Year round football. Yeah. All righty, you gonna go first? Uh, I'll go first this time. All right. 1991 Upper Deck Football. We're on the search for a Brett Favre rookie. The one where it's repacked shit. Yeah, as I like to call it. Pretty much is. Yeah. All right, we'll go right away. Steelers Carnell Lake sounds like a porno. Yep. Elvin Harper rookie card from the Buccaneers. Don't remember. Yep. Randall Cunningham. Isn't it our eighth Randall Cunningham? Is that one of the poster ones or is no, that the actual one? Actual one. I don't think we have an actual oh, one. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Johnny Johnson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Ernest Givens. Hey. Yeah, not so bad yeah. for the Oilers. Oh, yeah. He played for the Redskins, too. Yep. James Francis of the uh, Bengals. Another checklist. Is it the same one? No, this one's a 401 to 450. Does that have, like, Emmett Smith or anybody on it? Yeah, we'll have to look at it. All Barry right. Sanders, I see, is on there. Oh, that's, Jerry Rice, Warren Moon. Oh, that's a good one, then. Yep, all right. Put that in the good the good uh, pile. All right. Anthony Thompson of the Cardinals. Another Dennis Bird of the Jets. Goddamn Bird. <laughs> uh, Stephen Baker of the Giants. Bruce Matthews of the Hall Oilers. Of fame offensive line. Yeah. That was uh, actually... Clay Matthews' uncle. Yes. And to finish it off, I'm going to have you guess and see if you uh, know it. Uh, from the Detroit Lions quarterback, number nine. Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete, number one in your hearts and number <laughs> 36 on the quarterback list for the <laughs> Lions. All righty. Well, the first card I picked is a Warren Moon collector's choice. It's got the moon in the background. Oh. That's the first one we got of that one. That yeah. was a pretty cool card. All right, next we got Tory Epps, a nose tackle for the 
Falcons. Nobody cares. Hey, Art Monk. Hey. Wide, for the wide receiver Redskins. for the Redskins. Yep. Jerry Robinson, a linebacker for the Lions. Oh, shit. An actual Barry Sanders card. This one might be worth a couple bucks. Yeah. That's a nice one. That's actually probably one of the better ones we've got in this whole box. James Brooks, a running back who wasn't Icky Woods at the <laughs> Bengals. We've got another Derek Tomics collector's choice wow. card. That's a decent one. Yeah. Uh, Jim Leachy, a tackle for the Redskins. Leahy. Hey, a, a Warren Moon <laughs> season leaders card. Holy shit. All right. Well, we already know who won this pack. <laughs> Lewis Billups, a cornerback for the Bengals. A lot of Bengals in this pack. And we finish it off with linebacker Dino Hackett mm. for the Chiefs. Yeah, so yeah, you I got uh, yeah that Barry Sanders card. So fucking, that's a nice one. Yeah, the Emmett Smith one in this pack is worth a lot too. So if we get that one, and I think we got the Troy Aikman where he's scrambling and has his jersey being pulled. Yeah, that one's worth a couple bucks. I looked it up too. So awesome! Wow, I have to mark another check next to mine, and we'll get that uh, packy Hot one chip. ship challenge for the loser. Over there on the opposite side of the bar from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alrighty. So oh, wait, I'm gonna uh before we finish then I gotta give you two questions about you didn't know. Oh, you oh yeah, we got that uh box of uh trivia you didn't know questions. That's right. Let's find something dirty in here that you never knew. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> if you stick your finger in your butthole, what's the first thing that happens? A. Your pupils dilate. <laughs> okay, never mind. I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to find a good one for you. All right. So. I just picked oh, one. Right okay. Now. Next one. Whatever the next one is. All right. There it is. Okay. I, th- I can't even pronounce that word. Okay, here it is. <laughs> In Switzerland, there is a statue of a man stuffing these into his mouth, and nobody knows why. Is it A, infants? B, what? real skulls, C, kittens, and D, or D, french fries. Sweden. I don't yep. think it would be french fries. Hmm. I'm going to go with skulls. You are wrong. Ah. Infants. What? <laughs> yeah. I have, and nobody knows why. So I, the artist died before he could explain why he did that? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Fucking weirdo. All right, so there's that. We got one more for you. All right, here you go. The sexual act of lying on your back with your legs raised and folded over your partner's shoulders while they squat and penetrate you is commonly referred to as... OBGYN. <laughs> is it known as A, the butter turner? <laughs> B, Lisa's migraine? Okay. C, leg day? Or D, Harry squatter? I'm going to go with the first, the butter churner. You are correct, the ah, butter churner. Fuck yeah. Maybe uh, if anybody... Try that one out for us and tell us how it works. Yeah, and then also <laughs> find out why there's a statue of a man with a bunch of infants Infant in, his in his mouth. mouth. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I'm going to have to look on that. Crazy see, Europeans. Maybe... <laughs> it's the goddamn Swiss. Ugh. All right. Well, I got bad news coming up. I got a root canal. <laughs> oh, when is it? First week of February. Oh, well, at least it's so coming not up. not next week, but the week after. Well, at least you're getting it done, though. And then I needed to get a new cap on this fucking front, too. How long before or after that, then? Does probably, it usually... probably the end of February. Okay. 
it'll all be done three grand later. Hooray! But Put some sponsors on this fucking show so I can pay for it. <laughs> Sponsored by Delta Dental and Medicare. Yeah, and Zins. <laughs> but Copenhagen. <laughs> All righty. Well, we will uh, get back to you next week with some more shenanigans. Bye-bye. Fans can stick it, brother!